welcome to Fraser's Ridge, an Outlander podcast. I'm Tiffany, and I've got two of my best buds with me, Katie and Aaron. What's up, guys? Hey, Tiff. Hey, Sassy Snacks. We are back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. And we are ready to talk about this episode. Aaron, it's you this week. Are you ready to lead us through? I am ready for this journey. I got uh, pages of notes here, and we are ready to go. We're going to jump right into it. Um, We had season six, episode four, titled Hour of the Wolf. And our opening shot brings us right in to Ian with the mohawk, getting his haircut and getting his face tats. We finally get to see this. Um, The mohawk putting face tats on, perfectly spaced face tats, I might add. Okay. Um, And then he is pretty much being fully welcomed into the mohawk life, the mohawk family, and the chief of the mohawk says with every drop of white blood has been washed from your veins you are adopted into our family you are our flesh our bone um we will love and defend you you will be called agawaholochia hopefully i said that right that sounded good agawaholochia or wolf's brother and then they all chant and howl and ian smiles at his future woman Emily. So yeah, we have this really wholesome opening scene. What do you guys think? Okay. So first I have to say, he's not getting a haircut. He's getting a hair pulled out of his head. Did you guys catch this? Oh. Like they no. are grabbing <laughs> the same. <laughs> chunks of hair and ripping them out of his head. And oh, he like flinches a little. And I'm like, Ian is so brave for so many reasons. But this alone, I'd be like, I want to go home. Like, yeah, forget right? it. I'm done. <laughs> I can't take one God. hair being pulled out of my head. Watching him try to keep his face, you know, so brave and stoic while he must be so scared to be uh, like just immersed and given into this completely different culture. Like it just, I, I love Ian so much. He's one of my favorite characters. And yeah. I was so glad to get this episode dedicated to him. Yeah. Agreed. I loved this scene. I loved seeing him get his tattoos and really um, be embraced by the Mohawk. And Aaron, I mean, I feel like in the first episode, you were Mm -hmm. bringing up some questions about why is he still like rocking all of his Mohawk stuff? And I think this episode really helped to solidify that background for him. So it definitely helped answer some questions that I'm sure you were not the only one having at this point. So I thought that was really great. You hit on the head. Totally. uh Yeah. Honestly, I was literally driving in the car today thinking Aaron is so astute. Like he (laughs) picked up on this, you know, you know, Scotland versus Mohawk conflict and questioning, like, why is he so seems so fully Mohawk? And he spent years in Scotland being raised that way. And like you said, Katie, I'm sure other people were wondering that too. Mm -hmm. And so were, I guess the creators, because they wanted to dedicate this whole episode to giving us that backstory. Yeah. And I, I thought that was well-deserved. And I know in the show, I think they shorten his stay with the Mohawk as well. Like in the books, mm-hmm. I think he's with them for four years. Yeah. And then in the show, it's more like a year and a half or so. So you yeah. definitely, this really helped like yeah. 
the well, viewer understand definitely my on. transition like into understanding all of this um even right when they opened up I was at I was at first thinking it was the present timeline and like oh my god what's happening and then I quickly realized it was a flashback and I yeah I've come kind of like 180 <laughs> where like I like you said in that first episode I was kind of like questioning the mohawk stuff and how it kind of stuck so much to him and after this episode i i actually feel like he's more a mohawk now right like really yeah absolutely yeah. resonated with me and even my mom she brought up like how you know they're not really going into like his whole mohawk stuff and this episode i realized was it and mm-hmm. i haven't i didn't even realize how much they left out on the show like my mind kind of just filled in the gap you know mm-hmm. kind of guessing especially after watching past seasons of his time there and I realized this is our true first true big glimpse into it. But I will say the Mohawk definitely know their English. Okay. <laughs> like the yeah. chief. I was so surprised by like him just saying all this perfect English with like no Native American accent, which was kind of like throwing me off a little bit mm-hmm. throughout the episode two. I don't know if that's just TV or on purpose, but I did also think that like the Mohawk culture, what a cool culture that they just take in this person, have a whole ceremony that's, or, you know, an ancient ceremony that's existed for years and years and years of washing their old life from them and assimilating them completely into their family. I just thought it was like a really beautiful thing, I guess, coming from like seeing so much European history where basically it's like, let's stamp out their culture and make them Europeans. Um, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was a beautiful way to kind of go about accepting someone this whole episode definitely makes you you know your heart kind of like cry for the just the native american Mm -hmm. people in general and you know the stuff we learned growing up and tiff you're a history major like you've learned you truly know this stuff and like for me i didn't pay attention all through history like history class history lessons it's like programmed into me but it's not like fully absorbed by me so it's stuff Mm -hmm. like this and moments like this where i actually remember what i've learned and i'm like man, this is terrible, the stuff that they've been through. So yeah. um, this episode, I'm already just going to tell you I'm rating it, rating it pretty high. So um, awesome. One more note on, on this opening. I love how Rolo's there. Yes. Like yep, just yep. being his buddy, like hanging out on the side <laughs> while this is going down. I just like loved that little yep, I love that yep. too. piece. Yeah. And then they do say Emily's name in the episode. I think it's Wahon Hawaii, and mm-hmm. I apologize if I'm butchering Which is that terribly. Different, but... I guess, from in the book. It's oh, really? Like, yeah, it's a different. I mean, the in the book, it looks like I don't know. I don't even want to say it because mm. I'm gonna just totally mess it up. But it's <laughs> different. I don't know if it's like one of those things where the author didn't have the correct word for the meaning she intended because her name is like she who works with her hands. And uh, perhaps having like these representatives from the native culture and maybe they gave the correct name, what the correct name would be for that. But yeah, it's it's a different name, but hmm. I feel like they were really trying fine. not to say it, though. Like, I feel like there were only two spots. They kept like referencing like her or kind of not saying her name or mm-hmm. he would use it you know, her name. Later yeah. Emily, it doesn't come up very frequently. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. Okay. So great opening scene kind of introduces us to really the whole theme of the episode in this, you know, flesh of my bone and blood and who is Ian's family and how does he 
you know, kind of find himself again, you know, as we find out later in the episode. So everyone's super excited. Ian goes through his ceremony. And then we get this weird slow-mo freeze frame kind of situation at the end. Did, <laughs> like when they're cheering, did you guys yeah. notice that? Yeah. Yeah. The, you have the howling. Yep, did yep, that yep. work for you or was that weird? It kind of worked. I feel like it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was... uh oh surprising to me like it took me out of it for a sec I was kind of yep, like what is yep. this special it was like a Star Wars wipe <laughs> like in the new scene <laughs> in one two and three there was like, some funny oh. like transitions and editing and stuff in the episode but yeah I mean I saw it and but it didn't obviously register enough with me to comment on so I think it yep, yep. it passed for me <laughs> <You know? laughs> Well, we have our title card, um, the episode Hour of the Wolf. It's just wolves running through the woods. I feel like there's nothing too deep in here. Um, they were pretty pretty straightforward. It was two wolves, I believe, right? Just two mm-hmm. wolves running, which I think maybe as the two brothers, I think we learned maybe. That's my guess. Like the two wolf brothers or I don't know. Just an idea for later. Um, so then we have our, our opening intro and then we have second opening scene. With Jamie and Claire hot and heavy in bed, starting off with the sex scene. Um, and it's a cute one. Again, mm-hmm. Jamie, I think, is the comic relief. Uh, or sorry, yeah. Jamie Bree. All of them are co- the comic relief this season. And he goes, Greased Lightning, eh? And then Claire's like, Who? And then Jamie's like, Me. You were not Thunderstruck at the end. And she's like, No, that refers to extreme speed, not lubricated brilliance. And then he's like, ah, I can be fast too. Maybe not in the morning. (laughs) It was just like a totally like cute, like, you know what? She didn't even like go into Grease Lightning. I thought she was going to like jump into like a whole Grease like story, but I'm assuming that's what it's from, obviously. But man, they really like to go there, right? They do. (laughs) When I heard Thunderstruck, I immediately went ACDC. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) No, same. Totally. (laughs) I know. I was like, I don't know. They're always TMI, but that's them. Major TMI. I heard you just saying lubricated brilliance. (laughs) Like, I'm like, is that what we were all thinking, Claire? I don't know. Um, so technical right like such a doctor yep yep (laughs) Jamie seems to have really come into his own in terms of his confidence and his abilities in the bedroom this season yeah (laughs) season one Jamie versus now Jamie like this is like college Jamie versus like old time experience Kama Sutra Jamie um (laughs) Kama Sutra Jamie (laughs) (laughs) oh man well as (laughs) <laughs> as this is going on <laughs> Katie wants to say something I'm just gonna say how did this hit on your pleasure palette <laughs> <laughs> it rated pretty high on the pleasure palette I think uh, talking about lubricated brilliance really uh <laughs> laid out a flavor that I can't seem to get out of. excellent <laughs> <laughs> oh lord well as this um tantalizing greased lightning brilliance is going on upstairs Major McDonald is downstairs having an allergic reaction to, uh, to Adzo. The cat's uh, sneezing his brains out. And then another cute little uh, moment with Jamie where he's like, oh, can you be allergic to house guests? I was going to say, yeah. though, I, I was like, does he not leave? Like, he's always there. Major yeah. McDonald is always there. He is like a part of the family. This is what I was saying last time. I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen when uh, 
shit what's going down like is he gonna be like yo major mcdonald's fyi because i'm telling everybody about the future shit's going down we're gonna build you a hut or house tomorrow actually you'll have it set up on the weekend and just join us you're good i'm just switch sides yeah sides like what is gonna happen (laughs) oh my god well then they talk guns and cherokee Mm -hmm. and honey cakes and all that so then we have the next scene Jamie and Fergus mm-hmm. and Fergus is selling goods now he's making jewelry now no he's um <laughs> <laughs> he's with Jamie and Jamie's pretty much like hey you gotta sell some stuff you know we're gonna switch you over to a whole different department um <laughs> and <laughs> we want you to go visit Auntie Cancy check in with her okay like do a quick deal and then Fergus is just like, I see what you're doing here. You believe if I put some distance between myself and my worries, I will heal. And then Jamie's kind of like, yeah, pretty much. And then they re- <laughs> they reminisce about Edinburgh, talk about faith. Fergus thanks him and how he saved his life. My thing here is Fergus is just suddenly not an alcoholic. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is this magic that just happened? Like, he was so like... Like, he literally just had, like, a red light therapy session. He looked so fantastic. Like, he, he went out and, like... His whole... skin was glowing. It was, was glowing. Like, he did a month in rehab. Like, not in the real world, people. Like, he doesn't yeah. just one day, like, flip a switch, so... And they just, they changed his job, so he's not near the still anymore. So I guess, like, that's it also. Like, he can't yeah. just walk up there on his own but I was happy to see Jamie paying attention to him and calling him his son again and trying to you know he's doing the best he can in his Jamie way to help I would think like I don't know if it were me I feel like I would do the opposite I would be like keeping him at the ridge and like helicopter momming it and like I would be like you're moving into the big house like so I can monitor you day and night uh not like let's send you out to like all these other risks and stuff you know like well because i was like is he gonna write joe costa and be like don't get let him have any alcohol yeah, like the wine cellar <laughs> like how is she gonna know yeah like oh it was a good scene but it was i don't know didn't it seem like a farewell scene like it seemed like a hey we're probably not gonna see you the rest of the season maybe i don't know like he had such a like an innocent goodbye kind of glow to him i don't know i'm just glad that I'm just glad that whole thing's over, to be honest yeah, with you guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this was wrapping it up with a nice little bow to yeah. uh, close that storyline, uh, but you know, from, not upset about it. Not upset even about if it. It didn't feel very realistic. Mm-hmm. No. I'm with you. Yeah, totally. They're just sweeping that one under the carpet pretty quick here. All right, so next scene, we are out. We're out on the ridge shooting our guns. Roger's living his best life. He's like he hits hitting it. those shots. He hits it. And Bree's like mad. <laughs> yeah. She like, can't even, she can't even muster a good job. She's just like, she's oh, like, so you've been practicing. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's like, shooting's my thing. Don't think you're taking it. Like, step off. <laughs> he slayed it though. I was like, damn, Roger. This is making me forget a lot of things from the past. Yeah, um, I just as just so everyone knows, every week that goes by in between episodes, I just fall a little bit more in love with Richard Rankin. Same, me too. <laughs> Roger, His so. beard's so on point too. It really oh, is. Like it's it just well groomed. So yeah. yeah. It's shiny. Yeah. It looks like he puts yeah. that beard oil in it. You can tell. It has that like grooming that it's like they groomed it to not look groomed, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that perfect like mix of like 
oh, he's from the wilderness, but spent an hour on his beard. Like, it just looks so good. <laughs> you know how everyone always comments on, like, the wigs in Outlander? Imagine if this was just, like, a beard wig. Yeah. Prosthetic beard. Prosthetic beard. <laughs> his oh, my face. God. I think it's real. I think I it's, like real. it's real. Like, I feel Absolutely. like he's using that in real life, too, maybe. So then there's a cute little banter between Ian um, and some of the, you know, red coats, I believe, um, and mm-hmm. other people shooting. Um, just about Cherokee names and how yeah. they should have Christian names. And, you know, Ian kind of pokes fun at, you know, the regular, you know, kind of American, or not American, but Christian names where they're, you know, John, son of John, like they're so simple. So it's just kind of a cute scene where he was. I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love sassy. his zinger. And it is, yep. it's like Major McDonald, like MacDonald means son of Donald. So I'm, yeah. a, I'm. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa, we're getting yep, like, yep. that's a good burn right there, Ian. He was Real literally doing like the finger snap, like, yes, yes, <laughs> throwing it back. Oh my God. He's definitely like MVP, Ian, like this season, honestly. Um, okay, so next scene, we're going to jump into some history and time travel with Brianna and Jamie on the porch. Um, she pretty much is just like, hey, dad, listen, like, I have to tell you the stuff that's going on or going to happen in the future. 60 years from now, basically all the Native Americans are going to get pushed out of their land. 8,000 of them are going to die. It's going to be like super traumatizing. It's going to really stink. Mm -hmm. It's going to be called the Trail of Tears and it's absolutely terrible. And I had to tell you, I think this is like a really kind of intense emotional scene. You guys know I love the time travel stuff when they finally like just let it all out and they don't care. And now Jamie has this information too. And, you know, what's he going to do with it? Any thoughts even, or maybe Tiff, like from what you know, just from history too, as well, you know, yeah. have to put you I, on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't feel like I know enough to give like a little lesson here, but I, the trail, you know, the trail of tears was obviously very tragic and a lot of Cherokee people died and it was a horrific moment in our history and I wish we learned a little bit more about it in like secondary schools you know we've learned from previous seasons that at least major events in the past cannot be changed like even though Jamie's been warned it's not like the trail of tears won't happen I guess but maybe some small change might be able to happen like this group of Cherokee maybe could survive save some lives Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely a heavy scene. And I was glad that Brie was sharing some of her knowledge of history because we often see, you know, Jamie asking Claire because they're close, but she doesn't know a lot about American history, whereas Brie grew up in, in this country. So she has a bit more to share. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like Brie is most recently like in school too. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of fresh with her. Whereas Claire's always been more on like the medical knowledge where I think yeah. Brie is maybe a little bit, bit more astute, even from Frank, you know, I feel like she has yeah. that like Frank historian kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Katie, I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like she studied history before she studied engineering or she something did. like that. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. she hmm. has some good college level knowledge yep, too. Yep. It's cool that there's just, you know, a couple of time travelers now. You know, mm-hmm. like there's also Roger too. It's like the, I love the combined knowledge of them. Yeah. And now they're really growing this like secret circle of time traveler knowledge. And I just, 
you know, I'm always questioning continuity and time loops and paradoxes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Outlander, they don't try to change the future that much, but they kind of bend it to how they need to. And I just, I feel like it's the right way to do it in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they can't just stop the the trail of tears. There's no way, like that would just totally like butterfly effect, like everything here on out. Um, Who knows? Yeah, I mean, this is such a difficult topic to address and address well and I think you know it's a really ugly part of our history and um it's something that I don't I don't know if you could present this enough in a way that I don't know just expresses the true horror Horror. of it I don't know I yeah sorry I know I'm pausing a lot I can't find the right word to really express just like I mean it's it was genocide of a people like how do we uh, I don't know how do you even begin to address that in a tv show yeah and like even seeing the show and you hit you have this feeling of like like I'm watching a fictional time travel show and you're like feeling like oh it's like I can accept the trail of tears because he's telling these Native Americans to go help themselves but these people like didn't exist none of this is real it was a horrible thing and you know you got to kind of remember that like sadly unfortunately not to get all dark (laughs) dark and gloomy no it's it's like how do you how do you speak to this well you know because it's just such a tragic part of our history and I'm I'm glad they're addressing it I just don't know if there's anything you can say that makes it makes it I don't want to say yeah exactly makes it easier to digest so totally um, so in the next scene, we have uh, Jamie and Ian arriving at the Cherokee Cherokee to bring the weapons to them. As they're walking in, Ian notices the Mohawk horses and has like a little mini anxiety attack. <laughs> Out of nowhere, his old Mohawk friend, brother, wolf brother, Gehi Loden, shows up out of the blue and he's like, greetings, wolf brother end scene it just like catches him totally off guard it totally throws ian off of his axis yeah ian does not look psyched Mm-mm. not he look psyched, not psyched. psyched. can it's we a long way for them to go right from new york yeah. all the way down here to for trading but i guess mm. you do what you gotta do it's like ian's like face acting this episode is like on point like, mm-hmm. like all of his emotions you can just see it right on his face like mm-hmm. oh, so good I just want to take a moment to appreciate the sheer number of knives that Ian and Jamie are taking off of themselves. <laughs> right know. It's scene. like right. one from the high tier, one from the armpit, one from the shoe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just truly impressed by the number of knives that they were carrying on their right. person and having to put in the like yeah. basket to be really knives walk and, like, into camp. And 20 guns. I feel like it's such a cop out. Like they had how many red coats deliver these 20 guns? Like, okay, like a whole horse carriage of 20 guns. Like, okay, they could have taken one messenger on a horse to bring those. The next scene is where things get kind of emotional. Okay, we have a lot of flashbacks. We have a lot of deep storytelling here. But we have Ian in the tent with Jamie. Okay, and they're, you know, he's obviously a little still, uh, you know, wolf shock from seeing his brother. And he's in the tent talking to Jamie. And he tells of his time with the Mohawk. You know, when he just starts learning the language and he couldn't pronounce her name. This mm-hmm. being his Mohawk, you know, love, his Mohawk, the love of his life really here. And because he couldn't pronounce her 
name, I think you guys said Wahonoe. He just started calling her Emily. Maybe that's why they said it. that kind of actually sounds like Emily a little bit. Wahonoli Emily, Emily, somewhere <laughs> there. Um, but he just started calling her Emily, and you know, she said it made her laugh. But he's opening up to Jamie and starting to really, you know, kind of unload a lot of this stuff that he's been keeping, you know, held up in him. Um, but we go into a full flashback now and i love television Mm -hmm. flashbacks because they're all like in this white wash like Mm -hmm. hyper exposed uh flashback in time back in time and ian's with emily you know they're by the river speaking mohawk and she gives him a wolf stone okay oahu oahu which is which means wolf okay i think that's part of his name too i believe Mm -hmm. um and he's totally smitten for her. He's smiling. So cute. Um, he's actually narrating the flashback, which is pretty cool. And then they're in the woods together. I thought the wolf carving was really cool. Like the whole, yes. like the whole little talisman was so neat. It, yeah, it was so well done. Yeah, yeah. just so beautiful. But like, did she yeah. do that like right then and there? Like, <laughs> she just kind of like I was working on it. Like, pulls you know, it out of the water, just finishing like... it up. <laughs> It was it was her version of looking at wedding dresses at age yeah. ten. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm starting this. this now, and by the time I'm ready to be married, it'll be done. <laughs> I oh need it. I need it good to go. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it was really cute. I like the little looks they exchange with each other. You know, when yep. she hands yep. when she corrects how he her name is to be pronounced and then like hands him the little stone yeah you know I don't know I love them I I couldn't help but think of how this compared to the last episode when we got the little scene Mm -hmm. between Ian and Malva yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know if my bias or coloring my opinion at this (laughs) point but I felt like this was so wholesome agreed yeah imperatively so you're right this is like first love kind of here like this is Mm -hmm. super cute so anyways, then the scene switches and he's actually in the woods um, with Gahi Loden. And, you know, they're just talking and he's pretty much Gahi Loden's telling him how, you know, he's not or he kind of loses his love. Ian's asking him like, oh, like you lost, you know, she doesn't want to be with you. Um, and he's like, no, like we don't choose, you know, who we love. It's, you know, they choose. And he like, mm-hmm. I think he points to the wolf maybe he or ta- something. Yeah, he like taps the wolf yep. talisman. Yep. This whole entire choosing and they choose and he and we don't, I think is a little bit BS this whole episode. Okay. <laughs> they're like, because they are deaf people are choosing and making choices. And I feel like they're just kind of like picking and choosing what they believe and what they don't believe in. We kind of have some uh, Christy like characters in here. Um, which, by the way, we didn't see any Christy this whole no, episode. No, Christy. It gave us a little Christy break. Yeah, um, I just like, it's a very, like, matriarchal mm-hmm. culture. So the women being the one to choose the men in this culture is kind of cool. And I think similarly to what you were saying, Katie, you know, we see Malva kind of coming on to Ian and then reflected back into the way that the women are choosing the men here by, like, bestowing them with a gift is... I think very sweet and wholesome, like you yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the Disney clauses broken scene because like they start kissing, right? When she gives him the bracelet as the wedding gift. And the minute I saw that, I just yeah. thought of you, Katie, and your Disney <laughs> clause. I was like, I, they're smooching. I actually wrote 
in all caps, Ian kiss, exclamation point, exclamation point, smooches, exclamation <laughs> <laughs> So yes, we finally got our Ian kiss and more. Yeah, we got a totally. lot more. Yeah, we get some more to come. Oh, we I get have a to- lot more. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to share my screen, but what mine says, Katie, in capital letters, Disney Claus broken, Ian and Emily smooch, LOL. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think the Disney Claus is definitely broken in this next yeah. scene. Apparently. He's not being invited back to the reunion. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, so we have the next scene and it is the Ian and Emily honeymoon phase. It is on. You got some Ochicha going on. Yeah, you got flowers everywhere. She's like, Ochicha. And they're like holding the flowers and he's like looking at her face. They're looking at each other and embracing. And literally, all my notes literally just have like, intense and smitten and love and like it's just like the most steamiest little like native american like scottish oh love it and then she gives him the wampum bracelet Mm -hmm. okay and they do a really cool like kind of transition well from the like cutesy wootsy like picnicky chicha oh chicha flower scene to the bedroom scene and she gives him a wampum and she's like this is to remind you of how we were joined together. And the next thing you know, she's on top of him. And they have this spicy Ian sex scene with Emily that honestly, I think even if he ended up doing things with those two other girls together, I still think this scene takes the cake. It was like so intense. He's like laying back. She's like on top of him and he finally gets some. It's like super intense and it's like, face is like really stern he's just like moaning and then he's like i swear to god he said this he said come yokwa <laughs> i swear to god he said come yokwa and then started moaning <laughs> and then she like falls down on him and they start kissing and then he like holds her breast and he hugs her after and then we see this amazing face acting that i keep talking about where he just like oh the love of my life i found you like holding on to her like it was so like intense and spicy and ah, I loved it. Um, what do you guys think? Come uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was really intense. I was like the emoji with the big eyes, like the shock yes. eyes the whole right. time. I was like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was really intense. And then when she falls down on him, they both like, they're like our little teary eyed. And I was, and it's not that they're sad. It's like they love each other so much that they're yeah. like emotional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ian definitely had some post-colloidal tears happening. <laughs> yeah. no, right. like, hold it together here, guy. You got yeah. this. <laughs> he did well. Like he probably never would have thought. Like ends up with the, <laughs> with the mohawk and he's like living his like best fantasy. Well, remember like, he, he was with Gayless when he was like seven. From bloodbath. What was happening there? So I I have a lot of to say about this like sex friendship bracelet. <laughs> oh my god, him. same girl, same. Go on, totally. Yeah, like okay, that's a fun gift, I guess, but this comes back up for me later in the episode. And yeah. I just want to point out the giving of it here. Perhaps he's not the only person yeah. she's made a I sex I want to know how many guys for. have one of these bracelets from her, okay? Like, 
Yeah, it's like her Derek Jeter gift basket. Like, come oh, yes. <laughs> like, club bracelet. <laughs> Tell me your hopes and dreams. Yeah. Like, here's your Souvenir. bracelet. Have a good I life. am so naive. You want to know why I'm so naive? Because I thought that was like their wedding ring version and that's oh, why maybe. I, I thought the other guy had one because like they're married like married i don't know oh, no. i just hope that wasn't the I, one ian had that <laughs> well he's still wearing his because he, he yeah, still touches oh, it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well i i don't this is where my ignorance maybe is getting in the way like maybe it is some sort I, of no i don't know i think i'm like come from too wholesome brain of a place no <laughs> just like... i just i the giving of it in relation to the scene that was happening right. was like yeah. was the thing I struggled with, I guess. I'm just like, is her Native American name actually White Buffalo? Because she's literally like the White Buffalo for like how many Native American men in this like little tribe community? Like, I don't know what a White Buffalo is. White, oh, White Buffalo is like, um, it's like Sorry. the one that got away. It's like the really oh. rare, like you found your White Buffalo, you know? Like a white whale. Situation. Yeah, like a white whale, yeah. white buffalo. Okay, um, I get it. I get it. We'll have a Google yeah. later. Yeah, they all want. They all wanted her. Yep. But yep. Ian's the one that got her. Yes. For now. For now. Yeah. So after this spicy scene here, um, and some kumiyokuas, and wampum, and all that fun stuff, we have a fun, wholesome scene at the Longhouse. It is storytelling night. Get out your popcorn salt. Um, we are having a little like powwow. They want Ian, Wolf's brother, to tell a story, which by the way, so many of them packed into this longhouse. It's super fun. I actually was kind of jealous. I was getting some FOMO, I will will say. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, hey, yo, Wolf's brother, tell a story. Come on, tell a story. And he's like, this is my story. Being here is my story. Okay. And I thought that was really cool because he has been on many adventures, but they want to hear tales of his life before his journeys across the sea in time with the Bagra, the, uh, you know, bloody bath seduction. So he's kind of like, okay, like comes to bat to storytell and he's like drinking some alcohol. And another one of um, the Indians kind of starts mm-hmm. to grab it from him. And Emily stops him and like cuts him off and makes a cute little joke and she's like no like don't take his booze she's like no let my husband have it he tells stories way better when he's drunk ha <laughs> <laughs> ha um, it was like Who super doesn't cute. um but then anyways he attempts to tell the Galus story but then has language barriers <laughs> which she can't actually help him with um and then he proceeds to sing a scottish song for them all and they are living for it he is like honestly singing the song so well and it was so cool because it was just such a like like a blend of cultures you know he was having like scottish pride but then fully accepted into this community um and his voice was good he sounded sounded pretty good so i loved that <laughs> everyone wanted to hear about galus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. let me tell you about this chick who stepped out of a bloodbath naked <laughs> right right and oh i love God. that clearly he's already told his friend about it yeah. He's like, tell yeah. us about the green-eyed Bakra. Like, that's a good right, one. Right. Oh my God. Um, but the thing is, is like his mother-in-law is sitting right across from him. So he's like, I don't know if the in-laws need to really know about this. Right. Like what I went through with her. For real. And 
And I think uh, Roger needs to watch his back with all of this singing that Ian's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's about to step in. I thought this was so sweet how Emily was like really supportive of him. And she's like, no, you can tell a story. And then, like you said, Aaron, when the other person tries to steal his cup, she just like swats his hand away. And is yeah. like, no, like, no, like, this is my man. Let him here. have it. My man's going to drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought this was a cute cute scene yeah they're totally vibing love it he did good okay so then we're kind of going back to uh the tent with emily and they are smitten and kissing and you know she's pregnant super pregnant um and he's kissing her belly and she's all like you know do you miss home and he's like you are my home both of you super innocent cute little scene so sweet this Um, is such a huge moment for me and I just love that he says this and it's all the perspective you need on his character this season and where he's coming from yeah and he's you know when you watch earlier seasons and he you know makes the decision to live with them and be traded out for Roger the audience that doesn't know what happens is like in fear. They're like, what's going to happen to him? Like mm-hmm. nothing good can come, come of this. And here he is like fully immersed, accepted his life mm-hmm. and thriving, doing good. Up until one hour after the scene <laughs> where everything changes and it's nighttime and Emily is like moaning in pain and you find out she's bleeding and Ian yells for help and he gets literally hysterical and he's mm-hmm. like shouting and you know, needs help and the women of the community come and take her away and the men hold him back, but he wants to go with her. And they're pretty much like, listen, you need to just time out, go to the woods. The best you can do is pray. And I, this is one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode, but he goes to the woods alone and he actually prays to Jesus. Okay. He Mm -hmm. does the hail of Mary, does the full hail of Mary. Um, And then he also throws in, you know, just some love to the Mohawk creator and is like, hey, up there, um, don't let this be, you know, her death and kind of covers all his bases, you know, like hailed Satan, hailed like all, no, just kidding. But like, (laughs) (laughs) it's all the religion. No, but like, I just like, again, I felt like this was a really strong emotional scene. Again, he's his face, you could see it all over him. But it's also a little confusing to like, kind of the theme of our episode where okay in his time of like legit like you know on a wing and a prayer he's praying to his catholic faith or his christian faith Mm -hmm. sorry he's catholic well to me yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's where he goes you know to me i think that this like reinforced the theme of the episode for me because true he's battling like am i a mohawk or am i scottish until the end of the episode where there's resolution there and this like really shows that duality where he that's true he goes to his you know catholicism but then he's like but also mohawk creator you know can't forget about you yeah <laughs> and yep, addresses yep. that too so um i thought that i agree with you this scene was like so just tore my heart out and you could really see the pain all over Ian's face. Yep. And it it also just kind of even later on, we realized like the spirit has a lot to do with this and it kind of mm-hmm. almost validates some of the reasons things change with him, you know, at the mm-hmm. Native American community, which we'll get back to in a, in a few here. So, okay. So his friend comes out of nowhere. Okay. Go Wapo away or whatever his name is. And he's like, she lives, she lives, but the, you know, the baby died. Um, you know, his friend delivers the news. 
Um, and this is where we get a quick flash back to the present timeline with Jamie. Um, and Jamie's just silent and he's like, I'm heart sick for you, lad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a real emotional, you know, almost don't really need any words. It's just a lot of, you know, kind of sadness. I, I agree. I just, I struggled with why Jamie didn't mention faith here. Yeah, that's true. Just listening. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he's just trying to be a listening ear here instead of being like, I see your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> let me t- let me up it yeah and he you know he shares it later but yep, yep. i don't know i i think it's just like a lot for him to process yeah. the whole story then he goes back into his flashback to kind of close out the whole mm-hmm. whole thing really it flashes back to emily okay like he's with emily and he was saying it wasn't you know he's like well it wasn't meant to be and she's at the river and they're kind of happy and she ends up having, you know, miscarries again and starts like bleeding into the river. And then that's where he says, you know, a few months later, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the mother-in-law, you know, she comes out and she says, hey, you know, the creator basically says, you know, his spirit isn't strong enough now and he has to leave and return to his people and his spirit will thrive you know, with this people, but, you know, with his Scottish people. And this is where actually I kind of circle back to when he was praying and his mm-hmm. spirit is actually with Scottish. Okay. Is with Christianity. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they knew like where his spirit actually was, even though his spirit is with Emily, but the whole thing is absolute madness. He actually doesn't leave. He goes back into the Mohawk village um, and finds Emily in her tent with Gehi Loden and Ian confronts Emily um, and it's super tense. It's very uncomfortable. And basically she tells him, you know, he must leave, please. You know, he should, he should go. We got Gehi Loden here doing the same thing to him that happened to mm-hmm. same thing to Ian that happened to him. This whole scene really pissed me off. She sucks. <laughs> like, honestly, like I know she's been through a lot and like, that's really rough, but like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I know they're, customs and traditions are different but like you made like a commitment to him i feel like i don't know i feel like there's more to it than even having kids at all you know they could still be happy and live a happy life with each other i i think she was pressured a bit by the Uh matriarch there to make this choice um that's true true. i think in the episode and just the limit of time this all happens very very quickly Uh (laughs) so which you're just kind of like whoa she's just swapping (laughs) one guy out for another another here admittedly because of my strong love for Ian I do struggle with her just in general like as a character so I'm I'm I find myself like, don't you dare do anything to hurt (laughs) him leave him alone (laughs) must Um, protect Ian he's precious yeah, so that's my own personal bias. But yeah, this is this is pretty tragic. Like it's not enough for them to have lost these children together, but for her to then turn to him and say, I don't want to continue on this path with you yeah. and process this with you, but move on. The best, yeah. right? Like there's mm-hmm. not someone else in this like whole tribe that they could get. Like it has to be literally like the one spending all this time with Ian, like get out of yeah. here. I can't remember if that's how it goes down in the books too. No. Okay. Well, um, it, it's a different character, but I think they just swap. You know, it's probably more of like an actor resources thing. They're yeah. like, well, you know, 
Instead well, of spending time establishing this other guy, we'll just have it be this yeah. guy. So Gahi Loden is also the same one that captured Roger. He's the one that was pretty much holding Roger and brought him to their people, um, which I just watched that same scene. So like he was almost like kind of a villain for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he becomes like the best friend and now, you know, kind of the frenemy here <laughs> this that's episode. interesting yeah yep. i didn't remember that i think he's a great actor so i'm happy to see him be used as much as possible yeah. super handsome too good yeah looking, very handsome guy. but yeah this whole scene was intense it was uncomfortable um and then we flash back to the present or current present past and ian and jamie are talking and he's you know ian's pretty much like yeah he was my friend and my brother hurting and he says he or he asked jamie if he was weak, ask Jamie, okay, like, would he have left if it was Auntie Claire? And Jamie was straight up like, well, it's not the same, okay? Like, and it's not, you know? It's, it's funny because he says exactly what you're thinking as the audience. It's like he takes the words right from you. It's like yeah. written and portrayed so well that you're like literally like one beat ahead because it's not, you know, Jamie, or not Jamie, Claire did everything to get back to Jamie, went through time mm-hmm. to get to Jamie. And we have Emily just didn't seem to really try as hard as Claire would and this basically just brings us to Ian saying like he's got a lot going on inside he doesn't want to handle the guns quite yet mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. let's leave that up to Jamie do you think you know Jamie did a good job or I thought he did a good job I was all in on the like fatherly moments from Jamie this episode like we had a little touch with Fergus and then we have a lot with him kind of acting as a father figure with Ian and I totally agree with you Aaron I was thinking the same thing that it's not comparable like if it was Claire Claire's a different person she comes from a different time a different culture she wouldn't let anyone tell her that she had to kick Jamie out Um, and so it's just a totally different situation and Jamie did send Claire back through time when he thought he was gonna die at Culloden so he he fought for her in a different way I guess there but he's he sent her back to another man because she he believed that she would be safe. And I think similarly, maybe Ian's recognizing that another pregnancy loss might be dangerous for Emily. And yeah. maybe part of him thinks, okay, you know, for her health and safety, I also should walk yeah. away. Yeah. I also couldn't remember the story. I thought she died. Like, I thought she died and the baby died. Like, I know in the past season, he wanted to change time. Like, when he found out about time travel, he wanted to change things. Which now, knowing the story, I'm like, what the heck could he have changed? Okay, like, what really could he have changed? So I was thinking they were both very dead and he was trying to prevent them from dying. Um, So that was a little bit of a disconnect for me. I thought there was going to be a conflict with her miscarrying. Like, I thought he was maybe going to seek out non-Indian um, folk and, like, try to get some help, you know, or try to mm-hmm. find Claire. You know, maybe, like, I like I felt maybe she was going to die because she got Native American medicine when he wanted to get, I don't want to say Western medicine. Is that right to say? Like, um, I think it, so. Is it still considered Western medicine? Um, he wanted to go get, you know, some more legit, legit medicine from Claire or anyone else. Um, and I was thinking maybe there was going to be a conflict between them and him. And that's why he kind of gets kicked out. And then maybe she dies in the process. So I had a whole different of theories, not knowing what was going to you know, go go on. To my surprise, she lived. 
So next scene, we have, we are meeting Scotchy, mm-hmm. Alexander Cameron, a cartoon character in his own right here. Um, <laughs> he's the other Indian agent um, and what a character he is. He pretty much connects with Jamie right away. They have a little Scottish, you know, connection here. And he asks him if he has any whiskey. Um, and then he brings him over. And the scene kind of changes. They're sitting down, they're drinking whiskey. I mean, he's pretty much saying how one dram becomes two and then becomes three. And then he's like, what's after three? And Jamie's like, 12 in your case. <laughs> oh, man. He, he wants Not a to fan. cut him off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's like, this is worse than I thought. Um, well, we, <laughs> we find out that he's doing a deal. He's the one that is bringing the last to the chief, right? Like, I think he's the one right. that hooks him up with his wife. And then he starts talking about other illegal dealings that he wants to do, but the darn Mohawk are here and they could mess the whole entire thing up. So what do you guys think about Scotchy? Do we like him? Like, <laughs> he's so like... He's know. a mess. He's a mess. He's a he messy a mess. little bee. Causing <laughs> drinking too much, Yo. causing fights he can't finish. We all know a Scotchy. Like, let's be real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if this is based off of a real person and I just mm-hmm. didn't take the time to actually research that but yeah he's he's kind of the worst finding his loopholes to take advantage of people uh, and, it was like uh, Gimli from like the Lord of the Rings like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but less likable <laughs> yeah like, way less likable <laughs> we can we can he's that Katie he's your favorite like gif thing where it's like He's the worst. Jean Ralphio. Yeah, Jean Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Scotchy's definitely... not good. He should be called Sketchy. <laughs> Sketchy. Oh, I love it. Sketchy Scotchy. <laughs> Sketchy Scotchy. All right. So, next scene, we get a little bit of a break from all the emotion, all the flashbacks, and Scotchy, and all the Mohawk Cherokee drama. And we are back at the ridge. We are in Claire's lab. It's Claire, Malva, Lizzie, and Josiah, and they're practicing with the ether. Finally, we get to see some yeah. other subjects here. Claire's not just uh, inoculating herself. Jo- Josiah and Lizzie are pretty much kind of like, hey, I'll go first. No, I'll go first. But, it, you know, it's sweet that Josiah, you know, wants to, but Lizzie actually steps up and she's like, hey, I got this. Okay, I'm a strong, strong woman. Let's do it. Um, then we have a cute little scene where Mava's smelling the ether and she's like, wow, that does smell queer, doesn't it? Ho, ho, ho. Claire's pretty much like, whoa, 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 be careful. Don't inhale too much of that. You're going to pass out. Um, <laughs> it's maybe in their family. They all just love passing. I would know. <laughs> yeah, she's right? like, yeah, she's like, I would know. Um, I'm surprised she didn't pass out, honestly. So uh, let's see. We don't want you to fall over. Lizzie decides to go under the ether. She goes first. Um, and then we see Malva is the one actually applying it. We're kind of doing this whole thing for Malva so she can go learn. She puts the drop. They put the drops in the little face thing, puts it on Lizzie. And then Lizzie just clonks out. They count back. She clonks out. And Claire starts teaching her about skin vibrations. And, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I was questioning this like a little bit. Like she was really holding the thing on her face for like a long time i'm like she's gonna kill him like should that be on his face too long <laughs> so i guess i didn't realize that like to keep the person under you have to keep it on their face mm-hmm. for that amount of time which doesn't make sense to me at the same time because claire was using it to pass out so she was right getting one sniff done i don't know if it's because she's tired already 
but here it's like let's hold this thing on their face for the whole whole thing so I know I wonder about that too because it's like we see it fall off her face and she's like passed out and Jamie has to come and wake her up like shake her awake that one time yep Yep. I'm confused about that as well because the minute the mask comes off they start to come around (laughs) what the heck did you guys also catch the little back and forth with like when uh Josiah says he'll go first in case anything goes wrong and Malva's like that's ever so brave of you, Joe. <laughs> and then yeah. Lizzie's like, um, step off my manhole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go first. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I love Lizzie. that Lizzie's not into Malva. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's just like, you can back off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though there's two twins. <laughs> yeah, there's one to spare. Like, come on here, like, chill. <laughs> well, so then we see, you know, the whole learning process go down lizzie um well claire comes over and actually cuts her finger which i thought was a little extra Mm -hmm. to be honest do we need to do this like Mm -hmm. hey look we can like cause bodily harm to someone and they won't even know like way to take this liberty like weird i thought there was going to be like more drama this whole scene but lizzie wakes up but she's like okay like i think she was like oh when do we begin ha 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 you already did it and then josiah comes up to play same exact thing they put him under she does good round two mama nails it and then this is where we have a whole talk about the spirit okay mm-hmm. um lizzie's like well what happens to the spirit you know where does the spirit go and then claire's pretty much like doesn't go anywhere you could be dreaming and this and that and yada like the the sole expert suddenly like i don't know <laughs> um okay she didn't listen to roger's sermons a bit too much i don't know um and then malva kind of talks about how like oh wow it's like we killed him and brought him back mm-hmm. and then father yeah. says that's the crazy malva birth. moment like, crazy Sorry. Malva. like literally i don't know what to think about her like i i do and i don't like i like her but then i'm like girl did you catch her other moment when she's like Claire says we can cut someone quite open. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, She's keep the knives crazy. away from Alva. This this actress is so good because so she good. she really pulls you in to be like, oh, she's chill. You're <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, right. Like, what the hell? Oh my god. Well, she did a good job etherizing people. So she did. Did you guys catch? So when Malva says that, oh, I see now why my father says it's devil work, devil's work. And Claire goes, of course he would. Perhaps you better not tell him, Mal. And I was like, oh, a nickname. Okay. Yeah. Claire's, <laughs> Claire's got a little nickname for Malva. <laughs> They're tight. Yep. I didn't catch that, actually. Hmm. It was a good scene. It was cute. And then Josiah pretty much the same thing happens to him he's like when do we start and then he's like oh like i that's right i did do this already (laughs) it was a good scene it it was it was a nice little break cut things up a little bit nice it was a nice break from all the heavy stuff going on finally got to see the ether okay so we are back with the cherokee and jamie and ian and the chief they give him the guns um you know the indian all cheer they do the little howl um and they talk of promises of loyalty um and then the chief wants him to meet or to greet his new wife um also in this scene this is when ian goes and he starts talking to one of the uh, mohawk uh, guys that he knows and he asks i think he asks about asks about ian's about his dog i think yeah um and he's like oh no i left him at home yada 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 and then which he would never 
Which you know, yeah, right? This he is would never. Perfect, I feel ugh, whatever. perfect place to bring his dog. Like mm-hmm. weird. Um very weird. This is when we got Ian being like <laughs> a little girl like gossiping. He's like at the water <laughs> hall. He's like, give me the tea, honey. What is going on? <laughs> Like, what is going on with Guy Loden and Emily? Like, did they have a kid? He gets straight to it. And then to burst his bubble, he finds out that Guy Loden and her did have a son. It's mm-hmm. the joy of their life. Like, do you really have to say that? I know, the right? Joy Rub of their it life in. Rubs it in. Which, can I just interject before I finish the scene here? This kind of pissed me off that Guy Loden and her did have a kid. Because it, like, actually kind of was Ian's fault, I guess, then, genetically, right? Like, is that what we're kind of, like, deduct- deducting there a little bit? Um, like, I wow, think- it was great. It was actually a good decision for him to leave, you know? Yeah, I. it's interesting. Um, I think that in the book, Ian shares this with Claire about, like, the children passing. And she, I don't know if this is exactly what she was thinking, but it sounded like she was talking about the RH factor and blood and Mm. essentially like maybe Emily was RH negative and the babies were RH positive. And so her body fought against them because she talks about like his blood, you know, that um, sometimes that can be an issue. So I think that's what she was thinking the cause might have been. I don't know if that's really what the cause was. No, I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're saying that because I was wondering that. Yeah. Because I guess it kind of validates like the whole you know, tribe's decision to to do that, right? So then Ian sees Gahi Loden after hearing this news and he goes apeshit. Like oh, he, he loses it. Loses it. Like he goes up to her, he's like, you stole my wife. And then they rumble like none other. And this is like, so like, like kind of like two brothers fighting like in their mm-hmm. adolescence. Like it had that vibe. They're going wild. He's pissed. It's definitely weird that he was still saying like, you, you stole my wife because he was kind of like hitting on lava and stuff so it's kind of like a little bit confusing and then out of nowhere jamie and scotchy step in they break up the fight and then scotchy is making these like terrible comments about scalping him um and then it totally offends gahi loden like he totally got his feelings hurt and basically scotchy pulls his gun out and challenges him to a duel and Gahi Loden is like, yeah, you're on, man. Let's do this. Like, Western style, duel it out. And then, then Jimmy pretty much ends the scene with Scotchy being like, hey, you're better than this. Like, what's up? Ian's clearly still processing his grief from <laughs> all of this. Right. <laughs> like, <Seriously>. accurate, accurate. <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain Obvious here. No, I'm, I love it. It's the truth. He needs to get over it. Like, yeah, I he's think he's a psychopath I, at home. Well, <laughs> I know, just waiting for him. She's ready. She wants to like farm yeah, his land. She's gonna have some <laughs> skills too. She's gonna, she's learning a lot at home. <laughs> I, I really appreciated in the books to like, and I know it wasn't something they could just add in here, but like, like you said, Tiff, how like Claire kind of provides an ant, like a reason for why things don't work between Ian and Emily and them trying to have children. Like that felt like closure for me that I needed. (laughs) And it's clear in this whole episode, right? That Ian still does not have closure for um, what's gone on. And I think this is, we're, we're seeing him finally getting some of that here. Um, And Scotchy's just the worst. This is just, he's just awful and um, continues to prove so throughout the episode. Yeah. I don't get scenes like this where let's just create absolute risk for no reason. 
Mm -hmm. Like, let's just create risk of death for absolutely no reason. It's just stupid. In in case your day-to-day isn't high anxiety enough. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Living in this time, like, death at every corner. Like, hey, let's duel it out. Oh, I did want to mention one thing at the beginning of this scene when Ian goes to talk to um, the other Mohawk and... They're in this big, wide open space and Ian feels the need to walk straight through the group of three guys instead of going around. That's true. I was just like, guy, go around. What's going on here? He was on a mission mission to get that that info. That is a great observation. I missed that completely, but I love it. It was so aggressive. He was totally like like gay walking. You know how like gays walk faster? Like he was just like (laughs) flying. (laughs) <laughs> he's like power like the mall power walkers like yes. you know have you ever seen those people <laughs> <laughs> okay so next scene jamie goes to talk to ian um mm-hmm. and he is still spiraling um ian's totally channel- channeling his inner alcoholic fergus right now <laughs> like this whole entire scene he's just like self-loathing and self-hating jamie actually does like a fantastic job counseling him and brings up the fact that he lost a baron too okay Mm -hmm. and he says this cute comment how you know both of their daughters are in heaven together you know just that whole comforting through your own traumas get a kind of trauma bonding a little bit here Um, and it definitely kind of takes the pain off of ian a little bit so um, it was a good scene. It was really, you know, cute again to see Jamie kind of step up for another one of his sons here, really, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, this was so touching. And I loved, like you said, how he said, uh, you know, come, we shall ask my daughter to look for yours in heaven. Yep. I was like, oh, yep. gosh, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. My heart, this scene really hit for me, which I guess is maybe why I didn't mind so much that he didn't mention faith before, even though he probably should have, like you said, Katie, like a normal, if it was a normal world, he would have said it. But um, this felt so powerful to me. I just thought that, you know, it's a, it's so sad that they both have this like tragedy in their lives, but it's also beautiful that they have a shared experience so Jamie can bring this comfort to Ian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was a really lovely scene. And I like, as much as I was joking about it before, like I like that it starts with Ian like touching his bracelet mm-hmm. from- yeah. True. from uh, his wife and just because it's something he's worn through the show so it's cool to now Mm -hmm. see this piece of jewelry that we've just ignored and now understand this history and what it means to him yeah I I do I love this moment with Jamie and Ian it was more just for me I kept questioning myself I was like wait does Ian know about faith right does does he not know what I would have thought Jamie may have mentioned it but I don't know and I just like that was my own like mental turmoil as I was like why isn't he bringing this up so (laughs) I'm I'm glad they had that moment and yeah that was really sweet about the idea of them being together and and how how comforting um that's that was really nice I thought this was a good illustration too about Jamie's faith in the way he thinks about God. Cause I know we talked about it in the past about like how opposite his and Tom's perspectives are, you know, Ian was asking here is why did he bring, you know, this reminder to me of all that I lost? Is he punishing me? And Jamie was like, no, God doesn't punish. We have to trust he has a plan. He's gracious and merciful. Um, Like he just, has firm belief that, you know, no, God is 
he does not punish you. He's not doing this to you. Like, so I just thought this was another good, like illustration of that difference between them. Yeah. So the next scene, um, Ian, you know, gave his guy a load in Jamie's gun Mm -hmm. to give him a fair chance. Um, and I think it was actually pretty cool that he gave Jamie's gun. You know, I knew, so I kind of cool. knew he was going to give a gun, but he gave him Jamie's gun, like the best mm-hmm. odds here. Um, and Gahe Loden says, um, you know, if he dies, okay, he wants Ian to give her the wampum. He actually takes the wampum bracelet out. I'm sorry, I'm calling it a wampum bracelet, guys. I don't know if that's actually true. Um, you know, maybe it's just like a regular snap-on bracelet from the, the 90s. <laughs> Some sort of beaded bracelet. <laughs> Some sort of beaded, beaded bracelet. And um, again, I was, I think in this moment, I was like, wait, he has one too? Can you imagine if it was like <laughs> a different kind of show and they both were like bracelet fathers? <laughs> like, oh. Well, that's how I was feeling about it. I was like, what? Like, she's just like handing these out. Like yeah. they're like, candy or <laughs> like whatever. But like... now, <laughs> now Tiff has me wondering if like, this is some sacred bracelet. <laughs> like, like totally shitting on it. yeah but no. like it's definitely like the sex bracelet right like That's she gave it to him yeah. like, right yeah. before they like you know join together and it's like yeah yeah timing is weird I feel like I need to go back and watch now and see if in the scene where like she was kneeling with K-Roten or whatever his oh, name is <laughs> and like if that's if she was giving him one in that scene and I just missed it I don't know but yeah, it, yeah like the giving of it to Ian was so specifically like, right like connected to yeah you think like Gehi Loden would have his own little like wolf stone like <laughs> you think that's what he would give well, well, that's him, that's what like, I was thinking was like yeah. his air quotes like wedding, wedding ring, ring. Yeah, yeah was the stone also when she does give Ian the bracelet, doesn't she say like our souls were joined or something like that? Like this is to remember when our souls were joined. Yeah. I think so. Maybe it is. They're like hand fasting then. Or or I was even thinking the opposite. I was like, maybe that's what they think when they're like intimate. Mm. Like what that is. I don't know. We don't know enough. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, I mean, we just don't know enough. We I mean, need I think to could... educate ourselves. I think it could be said that like how how easily they can get into these bonds they can so easily come out of them apparently you know yeah but I also thought it was kind of crazy it's like yo if I die I go raise my kid and my wife like it just like I know yeah. Ian probably would really want that like I was definitely questioning the next scene of like wow how does Ian truly want this fight to go down like does he want him to die so we can go back to her I felt um, torn. I was like, yeah. oh, I would like Ian to be reunited with his love, but also I don't want to lose Ian. Like yeah, I want exactly. him to stay with the yep. family so we can see him, yeah. you know? Yeah, I I very strongly feel, and as we see throughout this episode, that Emily is truly Ian's first love in that right. sense that it's like, right. how right. strong are some of these feelings just because it's the first woman that he really feels this way about right. and as cute as they are 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 they a good match i don't know mm-hmm. yep yeah i think that's a great point get Ge- loden actually definitely seems kind of like he feels bad about the whole thing like he definitely yeah. has like oh like you were my friend kind of vibes like i'm sorry like you know they picked me i got the wampum bracelet <laughs> I mean, as a as a human being, I would hope he feels a little bit better yeah, about that's the way true. to that's solve true. him down. 
just like awkward. <laughs> like, sorry, I stole your wife, guy. Sorry, I stole your I wife and you had your out. dream kid. Like, yeah. yeah, and then you couldn't even stay with the with the mohawk. And then you could raise them if I die. <laughs> <laughs> you can have them sorry carrying on here so we have a fun scene here kind of at least i thought it was kind of fun maybe maybe not um it's jamie and the chief okay and the chief's like basically like hey like you know i will fight for you okay like you got me like you got my loyalty bro let's do this thing and then jamie's like okay but listen we gotta go talk in private I got some shit to tell you. Like, so you're wait till you find out this stuff. Oh my god! Um, bring them into the tent. I'm surprised they weren't like smoking some hashish or something in there too. But um, Jamie pretty much tells him of the whole trail of tears, and is like the women in my family. They see dreams. They see what's to come true. My wife and my daughter. They all know all this stuff. He explains it all very detailed he's he literally explains everything gives names gives dates and is like you gotta totally like remember this for like 60 70 years and pass it down to your descendants and the chief is like totally super chill like he's just like totally accepting of this whole entire Uh thing and he's like oh okay you got this um which took me off guard um and then jamie's basically like you know you got to fight for yourselves okay mm-hmm. and then you know when the time comes well the chief's pretty much like hey like what can i do with this knowledge and he's like no you got to like hide like you got to try to save your people and then that's when the chief is like this wife of yours okay did you pay a great deal for her <laughs> he's like she cost me everything i had she wasn't. <laughs> but it was cute all kind that of right back so to funny. claire so it was a good scene i kind of went through it real quick um, what do you guys think? Did you like the time travel knowledge to the chief? Everyone's getting in on the time travel circle. I just, uh, like, my whole thing is Claire, like, says one peep about the future and people are, are like, throwing witch fingers at her. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, right. Full on detailing how his wife time travels and, like... <laughs> Yep. And, like gives this guy a huge history lesson. It's like, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even question it. He's like, oh, okay. Which oh he, again, who was this for? Was this for <laughs> us, like the viewer, to feel less bad about yeah. everything yep. that happens? Yep. Maybe yeah. he just thought maybe he thought they would be more accepting of like the paranormal activity. I don't know. Which is right? which, which is, is fair. fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. But I liked um <laughs> I liked when Chief Bird was like, Oh, so it's good. You gave us those 20 muskets. And Jamie's like, No, it's not gonna help. <laughs> and then Chief it's not gonna do shit. And then Chief Bird is like, What's the benefit of your warning then? And exactly. I was like, Good ass question. Me too. Yeah. Good ass question. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> But yeah, he's so, like, so I can feel better about it. Basically. Yeah, so yeah, he did feel like he did something. Like that's yeah. it. Um, but I mean, like we were saying before, maybe there's hope that although this like horrible atrocity is going to still happen, maybe this particular <laughs> group of Cherokee people will be able to hide and avoid yeah. it. But I don't. I really don't know I saw- um, what impact this is going to have. I had a sense of like the chief's nonchalant attitude maybe also could have been be- because maybe he didn't care 
like maybe <laughs> like maybe he's like i'll be years. dead yeah like <laughs> he's like hey my new wife like he keeps bringing back to like his new wife like i think he's mm-hmm. kind of very much in the present but like what the heck can they do like i, I kind of find it yeah. weird that they are worrying about like 60 70 years i know they're you know kids are going to be there but still it's like kind of weird well he says like I'll tell my sons and their sons. And, but I like this idea, Aaron, of him just being like, I'm going to tell this guy whatever he wants to hear because he brought me the guns I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sure. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Sounds good. Can we get a couple more of these? (laughs) This is my wife I just bought too. She's like super cool. (laughs) She needs a gun. She needs a gun. She did not look happy, by the way. She looks so like. what is going on yeah she did not well so now we have the amazing duel scene here my notes this duel is dumb (laughs) (laughs) it is dumb like i have seen many duel scenes in my tv watching lifetime and they're all the same (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. um my whole thing is like of course jamie's the ref (laughs) i know who's <laughs> like the one in charge of the duel i thought they I, okay so <laughs> my limited understanding <laughs> of like dueling i thought they take 10 paces and they oh, only yeah. take five isn't there a whole song in hamilton about this there <laughs> like, is like, yeah. about. so it, right. this, i found this very distracting that they both only take five paces well maybe guy loden can only count to three in english <laughs> I just was like, what did we, can we not fit a full 10 in like the, the wide angle? Well, so they are in the duel pretty much Jamie's like trying to talk them out of it. And they're both so mm-hmm. stubborn. And they're like, no, we're doing this. We're, you know, toxic men. Like, our dicks. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they start counting or Jamie starts counting <laughs> And to no one's surprise, Scotchy turns early to shoot Gaheloden. And then literally, like we're watching a Marvel Avengers movie, like Ian throws the staff weapon, like right before the gun goes off and like knocks it out of his hand to the ground, <laughs> which was so ridiculous. Like, what the heck? Well, I want to know. I want to see that scene if he missed like if he like missed hitting the gun and like right what happened (laughs) i love that you're saying avengers because now i'm just picturing like (laughs) like thor throwing manil or whatever or captain america with a shield he totally like reacted like so Mm -hmm. quickly and then you know gahi gahi is basically given the choice to like shoot him back but instead gives grant's mercy um and calls Mm -hmm. scotchy a coward yeah. Um, which is Scotchy's like sniveling and begging. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's just... Is it is it bad that I feel like giving like cheater make cheating face like a free pass here and like him <laughs> giving him mercy was just like the biggest mistake. Of my I know, is. right? I'm like, I don't think this is gonna be a good thing that yeah. you no. were kind and showed mercy. I feel like this guy's gonna come back and uh, really you, screw every you know everyone's who world is. Up. Scotchy is Peter Pettigrew. He is Peter. He, is. he did have Peter Pettigrew, Pettigrew. <laughs> yep. big time. Yep. 100%. Yeah. But I just don't understand like, what did, like, did he meet a Mohawk that he just didn't like? Like, he seems to have 
something against the Mohawk people in general because he just, you know, from the moment that he started seeing yeah. Jamie, he's like, well, the Mohawk are here and they're going to mess everything up for me. And I don't know. Yeah, so did it's, he, it's very strange the way he behaves with them. Did he spend some time in Brownsville? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, too, like, as much as I hated Scotchy, though, I was kind of disappointed that he was a coward because he's a yeah. Scotsman, you know? Like, this is like mm-hmm. giving jamie a batter up in a sense you know this is mm-hmm. like kind of his og people here and it just looks bad like because you kind of think he's like mm-hmm. gonna be just as great and noble you know the introduction to scotchy and how he felt about jamie and like it kind of build on that like you know um kind of the hero story of jamie and then you find out this guy is just like a total coward loser he's a dweeb um, dweeb and i'm actually you know what i'm a little i'm like bad outlander bad like this scene was just stupid like i feel like it could have been better like having him having him shoot quickly like was that his plan from the beginning i'm just gonna try to like kill him like a coward it's just it doesn't sit well with me it was all for the, like ian realizing that he's come to terms i mm-hmm. guess and mm-hmm. protecting yeah. his brother yep yep um, yeah this was pure like closure like visual (laughs) closure for us with some extreme skills with this is all for aaron's pleasure palette (laughs) (laughs) this is uh, adding on to the pleasure palette putting on my my plate for this episode here so then ian gives gehelodin the sex bracelet back (laughs) slaps it (laughs) on his wrist like here (laughs) you go be with her god chose her um yeah he says god chose him mm-hmm. to be with her which is funny because it's like he didn't say like the creator the creator you know mm-hmm. so yeah so totally like you guys just said you know this is his like coming to terms moment here yeah so any final thoughts about the duel scene here leave it in I the th- past yeah i think <laughs> we touched on it scotchy the- sucks <laughs> ian's got great lightning <laughs> reflexes yep yep the duel is dumb. The, the duel, duel is, dumb. is dumb. You know, duel of fates here is the duel of dumbass dudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have Ian's final little goodbye scene here where he goes to the river and he kisses the wolf stone and he places it in. Um, and then Grandmother Willow comes out of nowhere and it's like, Ooh, he not here. <laughs> you will understand. <laughs> Excellent Pocahontas reference. (laughs) I have to, I don't know if you guys felt this way too, but he puts the wolf's head in the river and it just like sinks to the bottom and sits. Yeah, it's a rock. Yeah, it's a rock. And then the next scene, you can see like, they're like, no, we want it to float away. So like they clearly tied a little fishing line to it and someone's like just down the road tugging it. Like it just yeah. like moves so jerkily, like it's clearly <laughs> being tugged by somebody. <laughs> I, yeah. My problem with this was I was all for keeping this cool wolf carving and yeah. getting rid yeah. of the sex bracelet. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Totally. Well, so okay, so then basically Jamie's there too. You know, they're packing up the little wagon to get home. You know, Ian goes to him and he's like, Hey, you know, I am finally understanding my two personas here. Okay. I have been living so hard thinking I have to choose between being Wolf's brother and being Ian Murray. Mm-hmm. And now he knows that he can be both. 
And then Jamie, <laughs> I love this. I love this scene. I loved it too. Yeah. Jamie's like, I've been known by many names, lad. Call yourself whatever you want. And then, <laughs> and, then he, and then he looks at him and he's like, all that matters is that you, uh, sorry, that you are you here. And then like touches his chest and his heart. And then literally in my head, I'm just like, jams. James Alexander, yep. Malcolm McKenzie, Bear Killing, Frazier, you have been literally every God's single bonnet thing. bonnet or whatever yeah. he was. <laughs> yep. Everything, everything, Red everything. Jamie, McDoo. Red Jamie, McDoo. Yeah, oh my God, it just, it doesn't end. Like he has been everything. Um, I love that Jamie went with a little levity here too. Cause he's like, you know, we've been heavy for a while now. And so I'm just going to make a joke <laughs> about my 5,000 names. <laughs> And then also, I just thought Jamie looked so much bigger than Ian in this scene that when Jamie touched him with his fist, I really was afraid Ian was going to fall down. He was like breaks his chest. Yeah. Like Ian's broken. <laughs> yep. It was like, cute. I, I love the rite of passage. Like, I feel like this was such a coming to terms with who you are in life kind of moment where Jamie, even though he's been so many things, he... Well, later we find out he doesn't want all these hats, but he still mm-hmm. knows who he is. And yeah. I feel like we all have this in our life where we kind of like have to see who we are and the different versions of ourselves and decide which ones we actually want to be, but then realize we are a combination of all of them. Yeah. So it's just a cool like reminder of, you know, some of life's lessons. And I think Jamie slays it and he's like mm-hmm. super cute in this scene. And this is where I found my three beat where we were talking about this earlier which for me was the spirit okay or the soul Mm -hmm. um and we started with ian coming into the mohawk okay and basically they're like your soul is well no maybe that's not the one i started with before we were talking about it (laughs) but there's a lot of talks about the soul in here there's Uh the soul with the cherokee okay and like being a part of the cherokee um and then we have the soul conversation with the ether and with mm-hmm. um, you know Mava and Lizzie and Josiah and talking where the soul goes. So that's our our second soul. Um, and then we have it coming full circle to Jamie basically being like, this is where touching his chest, like the soul. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what it's about, as long as you know who you are in here. So there are these different themes of understanding the spirit and the soul within the episode um, that kind of keep translating, you know, throughout. Um, and we'll probably see even more going forward. So, uh, so good. Good so job. Good. Thank you. Yes. So think, final yeah. little teeny scene here. We have Lizzie talking to Kezi about the ether. The scene just kind of like came out of nowhere. It was like one minute long and I, I <laughs> was in there, but he was asking her all about the ether and was like, was it fearsome? And then he's like, you're not afraid of much. Are you Lizzie? And like, can I just say though, like, I know Lizzie's great and I know she's like a strong woman, but like, what the heck has she done really? <laughs> Just like, like, how is she so damn strong? Like, carrying <laughs> out pies? Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> like, she really hasn't had much conflict in the show, like, at all. Um, she's like been there for the characters. I just am like, where is this Lizzie's strength, like, coming to terms? I don't know. Maybe later on we find out what's going on. Does she like lift them both up with each of her arms? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> throws him around the room. I don't know if you guys want to say anything on this scene, but this comment makes sense in the context of her having 
what does she have again? I malaria. Forget. Malaria. Thank oh, you. Yes. Which I confirmed did happen in the show. <laughs> it did happen in the show. Yeah. It did happen. <laughs> but yeah, I, Lizzie just wants that day. She's just oh, like no. flirting with these, <laughs> these guys so hard. And, yep. Um, Kezi's like interested. So yeah. go get it, Lizzie. I like their two different approaches, Kezi and Josiah's, because Josiah's like, I will go first to protect you yeah, kind of thing. And definitely. then Kezi's always looking at her with these like big, <laughs> soft eyes. Yep, like, yep. oh, you're so strong. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> well, so now we're at our final scene of the episode. And... <laughs> With, oh, Claire a good one. And, with Claire and mini Claire, Claire and right next to each other, crazy craft Claire, Malva monster, witch girl. No. Um, so they're in the shop and Claire's writing her surgical notes and recipes in her book and explains to Malva that she does this because everyone's bodies are different. And most importantly, for people like her to learn from them. And then this is where they have this little talk where Mar- Malva's like, you know, uh, her brother, her Alan, thought it was a spell book, and she kind of thought mm-hmm. so too. But she knows it's not. Um, but she does find it enchanting, like a spell book. So again, another little cute office scene with them. <laughs> Has Alan had. done or <laughs> done anything, or have we heard anything of Alan that has made us go, "Yeah, he's cool"? <laughs> like, not Alan every... sucks. Like, Alan everything sucks. about Alan is just awful. He better be the first kill in the in the Revolutionary War. Like, <laughs> he better oh, be. Like... That would be great. <laughs> Like takes a bullet for someone. That's his one moment right there. Done. Oh, and I wanted to say, you know, he warns her not to touch it because she'll be enchanted or whatever. And oh. what is with these river people and the no touching? Because they were like, don't touch <laughs> baby Henri because you're going to be burned to a crisp uh, or whatever. And now right? it's like, don't touch a book because you'll be enchanted. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Uh, I feel like it's me talking to my three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Don't, Don't touch, touch anything. Oh my God. Yeah. Like when my mom would bring us, bring me and my brother into like a China shop, she'd be like, hands in your pockets. Stay near me. Fingers are going to fall off yeah. if you touch anything. Oh my God. Um, my brother was that kid that knocked over an entire clothing, like Stop. thing. What are they called? Or they hold the clothes. The rack. Like the rack. Knocked over an entire rack oh. in the store because he was inside playing with it. And it was just like, oh my God, Jordan Palmer. How embarrassing. <laughs> we used to hide in those in the oh, yeah. department oh, store. Yeah. yeah, that was the best. It's like going in the center and like, yeah. mom doesn't know where we are. We if my worst. kid did that to me, I would have a heart <laughs> attack. I figure like our moms were probably like, oh my gosh, they're in the rack again. <laughs> like- <laughs> no, we were like, my mom got like the manager was like, like made a lesson out of it she was pissed oh my god oh. and i was like jordan did it not me <laughs> <laughs> oh man love it uh, growing up with a brother okay so then jamie arrives he's back yes mm-hmm. he's home a day late and a wampum short um so we have claire pretty much like hey malva can you clean up yeah the benefits <laughs> of an apprentice right right yep I found it a little weird. Like, what? <laughs> you need, can you finish up here? I need to go bang my husband. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a really weird, like, 
usage of her like power mentorship over Malva. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a little bit of an abuse of power for yeah, sure. A little bit of abuse, like, and does it really need to be that that place is looking so hodgepodge? Like every time you go in there, what is she possibly going to be cleaning up? Honestly, so so Jamie comes home, and Claire goes to meet him in the barn, which I really don't know why this couldn't have waited till they got to the bedroom in like a couple minutes, but whatever. <laughs> um, goes to the barn. <laughs> And, you know, Jamie um, basically tells Claire really what happened, like kind of opens up about Ian um, and is pretty much like, hey, I don't have the strength to tell this whole story right now, which is literally like, hey, the audience has heard enough of this story right now. I'm not going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and but basically says, you know, um, that Ian did open up a little bit, you know, and that he gave a little bit of context. So... Claire jumps in and just starts touching him and then she basically says like hey the last time you came back from the Cherokee you couldn't keep your hands off of me like you know she was like after it happened that last time you know this time she's like I better make myself ready like you know she was like (laughs) he could come back ready to go I have more I can brush my teeth this time I can like Mm -hmm you know, not have like my ether hangover still showing on my face a little bit. Like I can like look a little bit better. She was ready, but of course he's a little more tired, but they still go for it. Cause it's Jamie and Claire. Mm-hmm. That shit can go down anywhere, anytime. Like <laughs> they're that annoying couple, like, oh gosh. But to the biggest surprise of the episode, <laughs> we pan out and see little Malva peeking in on their sexual activity standing on like a little something bucket she t- no she tiptoes it oh she tiptoed it that's right okay, yeah. i don't know where i made the bucket up um and she's literally watching them do it oh as god, the episode ends cringe oh my god what is going on here what do you guys think i cannot like i did have a feeling when she you know Jamie's riding up and Claire tells her to stay and clean up. I just had a feeling because they yeah. looked at Malva's yeah. face and I just had a feeling something like she is going to follow her. Yep. And when they, when they <laughs> pan around Jamie and Claire and you just see her face creeping yep. in between those bars, yeah. I cracked up. I was yeah. just hysterical. I yeah. was like, oh my God, of course she is fucking creeping on them. Right. And then they close out the whole episode with the shot of her arching up onto her tiptoes. Yep, I was yep. like, genius. genius. <laughs> I'm done. I'm waiting for Claire to be like, how dare you? oh my god comes in at 11 again (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god i just can't it was this show it just goes in every direction (laughs) it's like way to like take all the seriousness at the beginning and just like throw it out i Uh, i know we get this whole episode about ian but like what's the most memorable part right this moment (laughs) yeah but then it's like this is his girl at home like right you had emily with all this stuff going on the love of your life and all this trauma and he's probably sitting there thinking like i got closure and you know what i get this wholesome girl back at home waiting for me and she's like perving on claire 
is right seriously just the way they even like backlit her like or they <laughs> like she's like in the dark so all you see is like her pale face and yep. like the little yep. window i was just like how <laughs> creepy did they make her in the right. scene i like don't know so if i creepy. want her to get caught or not get caught like i just like i hope that she just has this information now and she keeps it to herself and then uses it when she needs to like i don't know like i'm just like a little I'm a little worried. I mean, I know she's curious because she had that whole pleasure conversation with, you know, Claire earlier in the season. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure you guys know better than me, but my mind is going everywhere. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I guess that that's the question. Like, why is she doing this? Is she just curious? Is she like single white female in Claire? Like, <laughs> is she? Right, I don't right. know. I don't know why she's do- why, like what she's up yeah. to. But I thought, like, again, my obsession with the tiptoe, like, I thought this was a good choice because it shows, like, how she's in, she, like, she's engaged in it. She wants to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, she gets up on tiptoe to get a better look at what, what's happening in there. Yeah, Yeah, like, this girl didn't just come out to the barn to be like, hey, Claire, finished up. I'm going to head home now. (laughs) She's like, she's She's here for the show, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love it. It's so weird. <laughs> also so weird because like Claire's kind of, I feel like, in a little bit becoming her mentor and like mother figure a little bit, and she's mm-hmm. like totally watching and like seeing this stuff with Jamie and oh gosh, who knows? But well, clearly the relationship is not being felt in the same way on both sides, right? Yeah, like true. so that's that's the first time you're seeing that where Claire, yeah, like yep. you said, Aaron, Claire <laughs> thinks she's like imparting yeah. wisdom in some sort of like yep, parental yep. capacity, like <laughs> surrogate mom yep, to yep, Malva. And yep. Malva's over here like trying to pick up tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh she's like teach me in more ways in this weird like voyeuristic (laughs) i'm just gonna watch oh she used coconut oil (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well so with that said what Mm -hmm. are our final thoughts for this episode yeah um so i i liked this episode a lot i kind of liked that they paired back the cast and you know we really focused in on a couple characters i'm glad the show audience finally really got to hear more of ian's story um i was really excited to see his wife portrayed on screen um that was really cool i thought overall like it, the way they told the story was great. I do like the actor playing Ian, but mm-hmm. I, I think in my mind, having the book experience, he doesn't always play Ian the way I think of Ian. So mm-hmm. I, I did struggle. I think he's a great actor. I just struggle with the way he's choosing to take the character versus how I think of the character. So there's like a little bit of that for me, sure. but that's so nitpicky, right? Like, it's just my own personal feelings. Yep. He did a great job. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but like loved the Roger moment. Could use like <laughs> 20 more of those every episode yep. where he's yep. just like, I did it. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. <laughs> like I am really coming into my own here, guys. <laughs> loved oh that God. for him. Um, 
And yeah, this Malva moment at the end, I was also like shocked into laughter at the end here. (laughs) So loved ending on this note. And I, I just, I know you're talking about the tiptoes. I legit like thought she was going to start witch levitating. (laughs) We were just going to leave the ground. (laughs) We were going to be like... Uh, <laughs> she has power. Yeah, it just she is so good with this like creepy vibe. So um, yo, that yo. really worked for me. And um, yeah, so I'm I'll give it a I don't even know a nine. Let's go there. This was a good one nice. for me. I gave it a nine point five. I nice. love this episode. We finally got Ian's story. I've been mm-hmm. waiting for us to dedicate more time to Ian. And I think it's so important to have a greater understanding of his history and things that motivate his character. And I'm just so happy that we got to spend this time with him and learn about his time among the Mohawk since it is such a formative experience for him and his character. And again, (laughs) just Malva slays it again for me every time. I just, from her trying to become a mini Claire, like standing side by side with her, imitating her writing in a book and (laughs) Claire giving her a nickname, which I love (laughs) to Mal. And then her going full creeper vibes by sneaking off to watch Claire and Jamie bone. It just yep, like yep. the it did me in. I was I'm all in on Malva. She's yep, yep. just so captivating. Mm-hmm. So I just I loved the entire episode. So yeah. nine point five for me. Nice, good ratings, guys. I I am rating it a nine point two. Okay. okay, kind of in the between, you guys. Like, I like I think- it. I think that's like a modest one for me. I think that's a good one for me because I kind of lay within that kind of range. That's like a win for me. Um, very rarely do I give like a 9.9 unless it's like, holy crap, my mind was blown. Um, but I love this episode. I really resonated with it. I fully accepted like straight from the beginning that this wasn't going to be like a normal episode and we were going to get, you know, like Ian backstory on all of this. And I definitely needed that to kind of complete the full picture for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys know that I was missing that, you know, and I think they did it justice. I think it was actually kind of what I wanted to see. It filled in some gaps that I clearly didn't un- understand. Um, I think I can accept the face tats a little bit better now too. <laughs> just like these weirdly, or not weirdly space, but like of all the tattoos you can get, he just got these like dots across his face. So I'm like, okay, I saw it done now. I'm good with it. Yeah, the way they do it, I wouldn't want much more, Ouch. right? Yeah, Ouch. right. True that. Like, and they were perfect on his face too. Like, I mean, they really did look pretty damn good considering how they did it. Mm-hmm. The Claire and Jamie intro scene at the beginning was like scandalous and just cute and like <laughs> grease lightning and like lubrication just talk like it was just so they're trying to hit like a mark every episode it's like they have this checklist that they're doing and they're like okay out of the box sex scene where they just talk about stuff that's like almost progressive in like our era a little bit you know mm-hmm. um so that was cute then we have let's see a little bit of stuff on the ridge with the ether that was good just overall stuff you guys have really much said i totally agree with um i do think jamie was super cute this yes. episode i think he was laying it down the wisdom in the right ways um but also kind of wholesome i don't know he just did it right like he just again we're seeing one of our favorite characters like age well and and yeah. become such a solid um person i i just watched um 
the whole scene where he beats up Roger and sells him to the, the Mohawk and they freaking hate Jamie. They are so pissed at Jamie. Like, uh, Brianna's mad at him. Blair's mm-hmm. mad at him. Like, mm-hmm. it is like hating on Jamie. And he's just like, and it took me totally off like my axis because I'm like, oh, we don't hate Jamie. Like, <laughs> what? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, he I forgot about right. this. Yeah. And he makes it right. And like, he comes back into the fold and he just like, it was just weird to see him like, you know, kind of not being great. Yeah, that, that was, that yeah. was a fuck up. It was a fuck up. I mean, but just again, like seeing him now, like come full circle and you remember like some of the things he didn't, you know, wasn't too great with. Um, And then I'd say of the last two things here, my favorite scene in this whole thing was the longhouse scene, which I thought was really cool where Ian's telling the stories and singing his song. Um, I did want him to tell the bagger story. I thought that would have been pretty cool. Actually, if he did say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, um, I wanted that story. Yeah, like that would have been neat. Like hearing his version of having closure on it. Story. in song form in song form like <laughs> she came kidding. out of the red blood to seduce my little loins no like i don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> like i wanted it like i wanted to hear it <laughs> and then to like finishing it all up with his amazing throwing skills that just seemed so like i said marvel like it was just totally like what the heck <laughs> like they are checking it off. We got action, we got sex, we got mm-hmm. scandal, we got love, we got spirit talk, we got self, you know, growth, we got personal growth, we got Jamie. It was just covering it all and a little creepy Malva there at the end, too. So 9.2. Amazing love episode. It. Awesome. Thanks and, for walking us through, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, sassy snacks. <laughs> sassy snacks. Sassy snacks. I love it. Yes. well thanks so much for listening to our breakdown of season six episode four if you like what you're hearing please subscribe rate and review us you can follow us on instagram at fraser's ridge and on twitter at fraser's ridge pod goodbye ciao